this scape. See ya. RTHK, the news at one o'clock with Tom Warden. The top stories. The police arrest an elderly couple on suspicion of murder after their daughter is found dead in their flat. The health minister says the Leave Home Safe app is here to stay. And the new tunnel linking Chunquano and Lamtin is open to the public. An elderly couple have been arrested on suspicion of murder after their daughter was found dead in their flat in Siwan Shan. Police said they received a call at about 1.30 in the morning saying someone was injured in the flat. Officers found the 47-year-old victim who suffered from a chronic illness in the flat at the Zeloc estate. They saw bloodstains around the unit and she was later certified dead at a hospital. Police said they found a hammer in the flat. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao has sought to calm fears that there is a shortage of paracetamol in the local market as the number of COVID infections rises once again. Some shops have been limiting the number of boxes customers can buy in one go because of higher demand. Professor Lowe says there's no need for people to re- overreact and buy too much medication. He stressed there is enough stock at public hospitals. The minister also reiterated that the Leave Home Safe app is here to stay, despite calls from medical experts for it to be shelved. The virus has mutated, our vaccination rate has increased, our immunity barrier has increased, but I must emphasize that emerging infectious disease is something we have to bear in mind. We have SARS before and we have various infectious diseases and we now have COVID, which is still evolving. So I would say that we may adjust the function of the Leave Home Safe app, but I think Leave Home Safe app is a very good app, which has helped Hong Kong in the fight against pandemic. And perhaps in future, we may still need to rely on the Leave Home Safe to fight against other emerging infectious diseases. The mainland has reported almost 10,600 new COVID cases. Most of the infections are asymptomatic. Among the latest cases, 2,500 came from Guangdong province and nearly 2,000 from Chongqing. Beijing, meanwhile, saw more than 1,600 new infections. The Changquano to Lamtin Tunnel and the Cross Bay Link have been officially opened to the public, with dozens of motorists and cyclists exploring the new route on its first day. The toll-free tunnel and the connecting bridge are expected to help commuters save around 20 minutes when they travel between Lohas Park and Kuntong during rush hours. The Transport Department warned that traffic in Chunquano is likely to be busier than usual. The department urged motorists to keep an eye on its website and mobile app and pay attention to nearby signage on the way. Speaking on a TV program, Transport Minister Lam Sai-hung said he's confident the Chunquano to Lam Tin Tunnel will be effective in easing congestion. He expects the new tunnel to divert traffic from the old Chunquano tunnel by 30 to 40 percent. I'm very confident that the new tunnel will be able to divert some of the traffic in the area. It's within our expectation. But of course, when a new tunnel is opened, it may take some time for motorists to get used to the new route. The transport chief added that authorities will deploy police and traffic assistance to direct vehicles at the relevant junctions and put in place signage to help motorists reach the connecting roads and tunnels tomorrow. President Zelensky of Ukraine says Russian drone attacks have left one and a half million people without power in the southern region of Odessa. He was speaking in his regular video address to the nation. In total, Russian terrorists used 15 drones against the Odessa region just on Saturday night. This is the real attitude of Russia towards Odessa. 
the attitude towards its residents, deliberate bullying, deliberate attempts to bring disaster to the city. Our defenders managed to shoot down 10 of the 15 drones. Mr. Zelensky praised repair crews for what he called their heroic work, but warned it could take days to restore electricity. To the weather forecast, mainly fine and dry this afternoon, but cool with cloudy periods tonight, and moderate to fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook, sunny periods tomorrow, but becoming cloudy with rather cool mornings in the following few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 19 degrees, with the relative humidity now 57%. And please be advised, the red fire danger warning is currently in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. In a world first, doctors at London's Great Ormond Street Hospital in Britain have successfully treated a teenager with leukemia using a new type of cell therapy known as base editing. They made multiple genetic changes to donor immune cells to enable them to attack her cancer. She's now in remission. The BBC's Fergus Walsh has the story. Alyssa, who's 13 and from Leicester, was diagnosed with T-cell leukaemia last year. Conventional treatment failed, so doctors at Great Ormond Street Hospital used a pioneering technique called base editing. She received donor cells which had undergone three precise chemical changes to their DNA. A fourth change armed the cells to target her cancer. Six months on, the cancer is undetectable but Alyssa will need to be carefully monitored in case it returns. She's the first of 10 children who will receive the drug as part of a clinical trial. Environmental activists, some dressed up as birds, have marched in the Canadian city of Montreal, which is hosting a United Nations Biodiversity Summit. Braving sub-zero temperatures, the protesters say delegates from almost 200 countries and territories are not being ambitious enough. Some marchers represented indigenous groups from around the world who want more say over their traditional lands. Patrick Nadeau runs Birds Canada, the group that organized the march. Biodiversity is in trouble, so as part of COP15 that's going on here in Montreal, there's a huge community coming together. Today is International Day for Human Rights, um, and human rights are nature rights, so it's really important that at COP15 uh, we adopt a rights-based approach to conservation. Hundreds of Tunisians have taken to the street in central Tunis, calling on President Kais Saied to step down. The protests come one week ahead of parliamentary elections brought about by Mr. Saied's constitutional changes, which the demonstrators believe will create a weakened parliament. The president shut down the previous parliament last year and has since ruled by decree. One protester, the former MP Samir Dilou, explained why they were there. Today's protest is to express our position and promote a slogan. The position is the rejection of the current situation, which is characterized by mediocrity at all levels. It's characterized by individual rule, unilateralism, the acquisition of all powers and all prerogatives. The slogan is get out. To sport, where England are out of the World Cup after a 2-1 defeat against the reigning champions France. The BBC's Maz Farouki reports from Doha. 
France have now won six consecutive World Cup knockout games, but England came so close to forcing the game into extra time. In the 84th minute, they were awarded their second penalty of the match after the VAR officials asked the referee to have another look when Mason Mount was shoved over in the box, only for their captain, Harry Kane, to blast the chance at an equaliser and the spot kick over the crossbar. Earlier in the second half, Kane had beaten the France goalkeeper and his club captain, Hugo Lloris, from the penalty spot to make it 1-1 after Aurelien Chouameni's brilliant long-range strike had put France ahead in the first half. But a lapse even for a moment at the back was enough to let in Olivier Giroud for France's second and that turned out to be the decisive moment. Kane was comforted by his England teammates and Lloris at the full-time whistle. But it's the France captain and his team who are into the last four. Next up is a semi-final against Morocco. France will face Morocco, who've become the first African or Arab team to reach the semi-finals of the World Cup after they beat Portugal 1-0. There have been scenes of jubilation across Morocco. In the capital, Rabat, people are out on the streets waving the national flag and chanting. The BBC's Shaima Khalil was at the Al Bayt Stadium in Qatar. This is a huge sporting achievement for Morocco. It's the team's best performance yet in their World Cup history. But it's much more than just football. This is a moment of much-needed collective joy across Africa and the Arab world. For the first time, a team makes it to the semi-finals in the World Cup. Morocco stays, and so do the fans. Many have told me that they've changed their ticket every time Morocco won. And now they'll have to change it again to witness another historic match for their team. Thousands of supporters of both Morocco and France have been celebrating together in the centre of Paris. In streets near the Champs-Élysées, police clashed with fans who shot fireworks at them. To end the news, the top stories once again. The police arrest an elderly couple on suspicion of murder after their daughter is found dead in their flat. The health minister says the Leave Home Safe app is here to stay. And the new tunnel linking Tranquano and Lamtin is opened to the public. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. I like to be in America. Buying a credit is so nice. One look at us and they charge twice. I have my own washing machine. What will you have though to keep clean? Skyscrapers bloom in America. Cadillacs zoom in America. Industry boom in America. Twelve in a room in America. New housing with more space. Lots of doors slamming in our face. I'll get a terrace apartment. Better get rid of your accent. Life can be bright in America. If you can fight in America. Life is alright in America. If you're all white in America.
Radio 3. 